0: You're listening to the Winsight Podcast Networks. Increase covers, not costs. It's time to level up with Talk, the restaurant industry's leading reservation platform. Join today using promo code restaurants 3 for three months free off of your base subscription. Terms and conditions apply. Go to jointalk.com slash podcast. That's jointok.com slash podcast.
1: Welcome to Menu Feed, a weekly podcast from Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Coby, Senior Editor, covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. I'm chatting with Jessica Tomlinson, chef at Ford's Garage, a 1920s gas station-themed burger and craft beer restaurant with 24 locations. Jessica earned her culinary chops working at multi-starred Chicago restaurant Spiaggia, Then she moved from fine dining to baking and pastry, finally landing at Blumen Brands before moving on to her current position. In a nostalgic setting filled with vintage vehicles, gas pumps and even a Model T car suspended above the bar, she offers a wide range of classic and creative comfort foods house sauces and condiments, a burger hall of fame, and a popular mac and cheese bar differentiate the restaurant. Listen as Jessica describes Ford's Garage unique vibe that draws guests of all ages, how she focuses on menu optimization and efficiency along with innovation, how she bridges the gap between culinary and the bar, and what's next for Ford's Garage. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey that landed you at Ford's Garage.
0: Sure. Um, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Shortly after graduating high school, I stayed in town to play golf at a community college there called IPFW. Um, And then during my first year, I kind of was trying to find my ways and really wanting to uh, Figure out what i wanted to do for the rest of my life which isn't easy when you turn 18 19 it's a big decision to make right um however food has always been a big part of my life and my family Um, i was fortunate enough that growing up my my parents really introduced my brothers and i to all sorts of different cuisines of food um my mother's hispanic she grew up in el paso texas So uh, a lot of Mexican food and then my dad's Italian. So a lot of, uh, you know, two big cultures that are big on food and and providing um, families around the table and really food was a means of coming together and sitting down and kind of sharing those experiences together. So while I was in high school, I I took a couple of cooking lessons and I instantly became hooked to it. Uh, One of the cooking lessons that really sparked that fire in me was the chef was making risotto and I thought I was just so interesting taking something such so humble as rice and turning this into this amazing luxurious del- delicious incredible dish was amazing to me mm. so during my first year at college um, I started to do a ton of research on culinary schools I was watching Food Network all the time <laughs> um <laughs> So I I narrowed it down and then I I did a a campus tour of the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. And I instantly knew that that was a place for me. So um, I I did other requirements and uh, I went to culinary school.
1: Cool. Yes. And then where was your first job when you graduated?
0: Yeah. So it was about a two-year program. I got my associate's degree. And then from there, I moved to Chicago. And then my first job was at Spiaggia. It's a fine mm-hmm. dining Italian restaurant right there on Michigan Avenue. And it really opened my eyes to Italian cooking in a whole different sense of uh, really elevated fine dining, really just really taught me the discipline of, of paying attention to every single ingredient and what goes into it and how every single ingredient really plays a part into the final dish.
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start. I've been to that restaurant and it's amazing.
0: Oh, it was fantastic. And I had the pleasure and the honor of being a part of that restaurant when the Michelin star guide came to Chicago and they received a star and it was so fun. It was a great night. My the, the, the executive chefs, you know, she was over the moon about it. And it was it was an amazing experience to be a part of that.
1: And then how did you get to Ford's garage? Because that's very different from Spiaggia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit.
1: (laughs) Not too many tweezers going on.
0: But um, yeah, I think, you know, I had the pleasure of working in all different assets of the the industry from Spiaggia, where it's very um, fine dining from then going from there to more of a farm to table when that became really popular um, I took off my culinary hat and, and traded it in for baking and pastry. So I got experience mm-hmm. with uh, baking breads and pastries. Um, and then from there, I moved to Indianapolis, worked on an a organic dairy farm. So utilizing um, yogurts that were made and cheeses that were made right there, use, utilizing those ingredients on our menu. And then my husband and I got married and we were uh, over the cold weather. <laughs> to be honest.
1: (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) Yes.
0: So we were ready for a change of scenery and we went all in and moved to Tampa. And I had the uh, opportunity to uh, work for Blooming Brands where I stayed there for about six years. I was fortunate to work in every concept and then quickly became the corporate chef for Fleming's.
1: Oh,
0: cool. so So I spent about six years at Blooming Brands and then had the opportunity to come over to Ford's Garage.
1: So describe Ford's Garage for for me and for some people who might not be familiar with the concept.
0: Yeah, so we are a 1920s um, gas station-inspired restaurant. Our decor has um, everything from Model T cars and Model As and all the nostalgia of the 1920s vintage. It's, it's a really unique vibe in that um, I think nowadays it can be challenging to kind of hit the every checkbox, but kids love it because every 45 minutes, the car horns go off and then the smoke comes out of the car. Oh, cool. So (laughs) it's, it's very interactive. So, you know, the the parents are happy because their kids are entertained. So you can have a um, somewhat of an uninterrupted conversation with your spouse or partner. (laughs) And then the grandparents love it because it's, it's a lot of nostalgia going on in the restaurants. Um, The music is at the right level, the lights, uh so that we talk about the vibe a lot and there's just a lot of great high energy positivity going on in our restaurants what is the service style
1: is it a full service restaurant
0: we are a full service restaurant um very high volume we serve we're known for our craft beers and and craft burgers but we have a wide a wider range of menus from anything comfort items we have different types of mac and cheeses, pulled pork, buffalo uh, chicken mac and cheese, to blackened salmon entrees, and chicken with a goat cheese, So, and handheld sandwiches as well. So we offer a wide a range of food. Burgers are the appeal, but I think quickly our guests noticed that we offer a lot of other things as well.
1: Right. Well, I, I looked at the menu, and it's very extensive and goes way beyond burgers. So um, tell me some of the ideas that you brought to the menu from maybe from Blumenbrands Brands or even Spiaggia.
0: Yeah, I think for me, you know, once I kind of got in here and started working and really um, getting my feet underneath me, I think really I, I separated my focuses and priorities into four buckets. So those four would be quality, menu optimization, innovation, and then back of the house efficiencies. So for me, I always want to lead with quality, um, and, and that can mean many different things. It's um, quality of our ingredients. We want to be top-notch and partner with vendors that we know are doing their products well and that are known for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quality of our, our, our recipes, just kind of reevaluating those, and that's kind of where the back of the house efficiencies come in place. What are we currently doing that makes sense? And what are we doing that doesn't make sense where we could get a little bit more efficient at?
1: Right. And how are your burgers uh, differentiated from other premium burgers? Because there are a lot of burger concepts in the country or even people who do burgers really well. So how are yours a little different?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Our our burgers are big. They're half pounds. So we're starting with an eight-ounce burger. So it's really impressive when you when that burger hits your table. It has a great height appeal to it. Mm -hmm. That's the first. Um, We have a custom proprietary seasoning that we use to season our burgers. So when you take that first bite, you're going to get punched with that seasoning, which is going to provide a a lot of flavor and craveability to it. Mm -hmm. And then our builds. Our builds are really unique. We have... Uh, 12 different burger builds if you like we have a fantastic red onion marmalade that mm. pairs great with the burger kind of cuts through that savoriness adds a little bit of sweetness to it to the burger we do crispy onion shawls where adds a great crunch we keep our tomatoes at room temperature because it brings out the flavor more so mm-hmm. all those little details of really breaking down each component and doing them well will lead to a, a great tasting burger
1: Is there one that's a bestseller or a signature that people really seek out?
0: Yeah, I think one of them is our Ford Signature. So I think the name has something to do with it. Um, It's it's a play on a bacon cheeseburger, a bacon barbecue cheeseburger. That's a fan favorite. Another is our estate burger, which features that red onion marmalade. Mm -hmm. has a fantastic bacon truffle aioli on it, crispy onion straws, arugula, tomato. So visually, it's absolutely beautiful. And then it provides um, all the different types types of textures. You have creamy with the aioli and then the crunchy onion shawls. It's really, really good.
1: It sounds like you make a lot of house-made condiments and toppings. So is that one of the differentiators as well?
0: We do. We take pride. We do a lot of our prep work in-house. From our sauces to our to our burger toppings to um, we have a fantastic buffalo chicken dip appetizer that we make completely from scratch. Um, So I think that's another thing that separates us is that uh,
1: we we do make a lot of items in house. I think our guests notice that quality. Mm hmm. And uh, you did mention the mac and cheese bar, but can you describe that a little more? Because it sounds really compelling to me. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. it's a of your guests as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's under our comfort foods. And to me, you know, what is more comforting than mac and cheese? So we have uh, four or five different mac and cheese builds. We have a barbecue pork is utilizing our pulled um smoked pork that we toss in barbecue sauce and then top that on our mac and cheese is really, really delicious. We have two different types of chicken mac and cheeses. We have, a, and, and we have a shrimp mac and cheese as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you change those up from time to time or are they pretty um, stable on the menu? The ones I just mentioned
0: are our core mac and cheeses, but from time to time we have featured a steak mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So we call on it our ultimate steakhouse mac and cheese. It's our mac. It's our classic mac and cheese base. Then we add in um, seasoned and grilled steak on top with tomatoes and green onions. It's really, really fantastic. It's um, it's craveable. It's it's bold flavors, and we'll be we'll be actually be bringing that back for the summer.
1: Great, And I noticed that you also have salads on the menu. So I guess some people come in for salads rather than a burger or mac and cheese or one of the comfort food classics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have some really great salads. One of our most popular one is our chop shop salad. We we start with romaine that we chop up finely. It has hard boiled eggs, chickpeas, which I think is pretty unique, Mm -hmm. has red onions, diced cucumbers, tomatoes, hard boiled egg, I think I said that already, but shredded cheddar cheese and then tossed with ranch and then um, has some diced chicken in there as well. So it's a really hearty salad, but still nice and kind of light and refreshing. Uh, My personal favorite is our Thai chicken salad. I'm a huge peanut butter fan. So our dressing is a uh, ginger sesame peanut dressing. And I think it just pairs fantastically with grilled chicken. There's mandarin oranges in it. And then we garnish it with sesame seeds. So it's just really, really fantastic balance. And it's great on a
1: hot summer day. Mm, Sounds delicious. Tell me a little bit about the drink side of the menu. You mentioned beer, but you also have a lot of cocktails. So what are those like?
0: Yeah, we do. We do have a lot of cocktails. I think that was another another uh, kind of focused area when my colleague came on board. Her and I really wanted to kind of bridge that gap between culinary and beverage. And her and I have worked um, very, very hard and close on our LTOs menus, especially if we're going to bring a new item. How can we pair that in the bar? But also, how can I cross utilize that in, in the culinary as well? Mm-hmm. We have some fantastic frozen drinks, our frozen lemonades. We have some great uh, signature cocktails. And then we're obviously known for our craft beers that are on tap. But then uh, each location has the ability to feature a couple of local beers as well, which I think plays mm. into that community feel. Um, they can kind of embrace that as well and, and feature those local craft beers.
1: Do you know, um, how many seats is in the average location? It sounds like Their restaurants are kind of big from the way you're describing them.
0: Uh, Our locations are, yeah, roughly, I think, on average, about 240 seats.
1: Oh, that is big. Well, yes. And do you also do um, I know that zero proof cocktails are a big trend. Are you doing some of those as well? The alcohol free cocktails?
0: Yeah, I think we. It's in our pipeline right now. We do offer it, but I believe that is going to be more of a focus for us. And then that's in our pipeline to kind of build up that non-alcoholic beverage area. Um, mm-hmm. I think it you can get fun. It can get really creative and open up some innovation pipeline for those kind of drains for those who want to enjoy something
1: that's non-alcoholic. Right. And you mentioned that there's like a separate, she called a bar manager or a bar Uh, Yeah.
0: yeah, She's our um, director of training, but she also is our lead for beverage as
1: well. Oh, cool. So the two of you work together and try and like complement flavors and ingredients.
0: Right. That's exactly right. Um, We do four LTO menus a year and we worked hard to kind of put a theme for each window. So once her and I, uh, I call it the, the paper concept route. So we're getting ready. We're starting our innovation work. Her and I will sit down and we'll review what we've done, what has been successful. And do we want to keep building on that? And then we'll we'll kind of go from there on, um, you know, for instance, for our we have our summer barbecue window coming up that will launch on June 27th. Mm. So that's a great example of how her and I have, Um, work together on it. So we'll be bringing in mangoes. So she has been featuring mango in her drink, but she'll be modeling it with vodka. It's called the blinker. It's a fantastic drink. And then I'll be making a mango salsa that will be paired with crispy barbecue shrimp.
1: Yum. Yes. Sounds great. Um, Yes. Are some of your customers looking for vegetarian and plant forward comfort foods? Um, And do you have some of those on the menu? Uh.
0: We do get those requests. It's not it's not a big percentage of our guest base, but they are there. And I do believe it's important to provide those options for those guests. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came in, we were utilizing a, um, a a plant-based burger. And then I we decided to shift gears a little bit and kind of explore what other options we can use for plant-based. So we do offer a plant-based burger that the actual patty is vegan, so which is great. The burger build itself is completely vegetarian, um, so it's a plant-based patty. It has romaine, uh, it has guacamole on it, tomato. It has a really nice chipotle ranch, and then all mm-hmm. on a brioche bun. Um, if you make a couple modifiers, that whole burger build can be made vegan. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten we've gotten very good feedback on that, but it is something that I want to continue to build a pipeline around. Uh, and kind of test more of those things when we do those special menus. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I have in my pipeline right now is cauliflower. And cauliflower is still very, very popular. And I think it's very versatile as well.
1: Mm -hmm. So you might make a burger out of cauliflower?
0: I'm not quite sure about a burger, but I, I do believe there's definitely opportunities to play around with an appetizer or, uh, you know, a plan. Maybe it's a buffalo cauliflower tacos or a bowl yeah. of some sort, I think, could be fun.
1: Well, with your extensive menu, how do you make sure that everything is executed across all your locations with, you know, with ease? I mean, it's really important that operations works well with culinary so how do you make that happen? I mean, it sounds like they have so much on their plates, so to speak.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it, it's very true. It is a very, uh, it's a balance. It's a balance for me. Uh, you know, we want to kind of push and kind of push the boundaries with our team members. and But also it's it's something where we don't want to get too aggressive, where we can't recreate that item in all of our locations either. So for me, I, I really get disciplined on keeping it as simple as possible, but packing the most flavor we can in each dish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we test. We're we're at the point where we're testing a year out, so we're gaining a lot of great feedback on those operations keys. So if we need to adjust gears, we have plenty of time to do so.
1: Right. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, you did work um, at a farm to table concept and you also worked on a farm. Are you doing any local sourcing or working with any farmers? I know you have locations all over the country, so it's not possible in every location. But just wondering if that's part of your, you know, your thrust.
0: Uh, We are as of right now, I'm more focused on working with trusted vendors Mm-hmm. that I've used previously that I know are have quality ingredients and that will be a good partner for us as we grow. We have big growth plans, so as we grow, they grow, and um, the supply chain has been uh, challenging, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> so it's really, it's really important for us to, to partner with these vendors that we know are going to have our backs when – something go, when something happens
1: right so now you have 23 locations is that correct uh, we are at 22
0: locations in the next six weeks we'll be able, we will be opening two more so that will put us at 24 come mid-june
1: and you're and there are more plans for more units in the
0: oh absolutely the yes mm-hmm. yeah we're hoping to get one more open in q4 and then 10 to 12 next year
1: Oh, great! Yes. So, as far as your plans, both personally and professionally, what are you looking forward to as we move through twenty twenty three into twenty twenty
0: four? I'm excited for our growth. I, and you know, I, I really do believe we have such a fun concept that really is something that can be for everyone. I'm excited to keep innovating our pipeline and really pushing our growth as far as the culinary goes and um, continuing to focus on the quality, getting, you know, with these LTO menus and being a year out, it's, it's really providing me a little bit more flexibility to open up myself and with the innovation and really digging deep more into our core menu and seeing where our opportunities lie within our core menu, Uh, explore other areas. Uh, Catering is a big one hmm. So exploring our catering, exploring uh, private dining events and some of our locations do have separate rooms where they can hold events like that. So I'm just really overall, I'm very excited for our growth and our potential and really um, looking forward to becoming a national brand one day.
1: Thanks so much, Jessica. I'm really hoping that a Ford's garage opens near me soon. You can download this podcast and past episodes of Menu Feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Pat Kobe.
0: Increase covers, not costs. It's time to level up with Talk, the restaurant industry's leading reservation platform. Join today using promo code RESTAURANTS3 for three months free off of your base subscription. Terms and conditions apply. Go to jointalk.com slash podcast. That's jointalk.com slash podcast.